Ever wondered how people have managed to break into the corporate, social, or entrepreneurial glass ceiling? So have I. Welcome to another edition of On the Minted Couch. I'm excited to have a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. Her name is Usine Ndlela, and she started her vegan free ice cream, your cocoa. I'm excited to have you in the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, we met virtually online in 2016 when you started your business. <laughs> and I saw you first at Destiny Magazine and I was like, wow, this woman is doing the most. Yeah. <laughs> Take us through the inspiration behind your business. Why vegan free? Why did you want to set yourself apart through this method? So I guess if we take it back to the beginning, mm. I graduated in 2015, moved here to Joburg. And I was working in the TV industry, which is what I thought I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And then I was also just going through a whole lot of changes and I wasn't feeling well mentally. I wasn't feeling well physically. And I was just wondering, like, what could be making the problem worse? Mm -hmm. And I know that food is our first contact you know with our feelings and for me anyway because mm -hmm. I know I'm a comfort eater as well and so the thing that I've always always gravitated towards was ice cream but I never thought deeply enough about it but it was because it was a love language between my mom and my gran and myself um, yeah my mom got me when she was a teenager so mm -hmm. I had to stay with my grandparents but whenever she came back she bought ice cream and that mm -hmm. somehow in my child brain said my mom loves me she's gonna come back and as I got older every time I needed to celebrate something or anything like that I wanted ice cream so when I was removing all ingredients that I thought could be adding to how I'm feeling mm -hmm. I had to take out dairy and I mean how am I gonna have ice cream now <laughs> yeah so then I was like, hmm, is there such a thing as dairy-free ice cream? Mm -hmm. Then I started looking into that. And then the, the options that I did find, I didn't like. So another crazy thought came. I was like, what if I made my own dairy-free ice cream? Wow. I'm sure there are other people who want it as well. And so, yeah, the journey began like that. Eight years later. And, yeah. I mean, it's been, for me, when I look at you um, online, I'm like, this woman is just, doing so many amazing things. Mm, thank you. Take us through the journey. How has it been? Um, the journey has been a mixture mm. of things. It's been, at first it was fun and it was just, I mean, I was just figuring out a lot of things on the go. And yeah, like it was just, it wasn't too serious at first. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom saying, just get a job. This is a hobby. You can yeah. do it on the weekend. Undecided. But I was like, no, this is something serious to me. And I do see, I do find that I've, I'm fulfilling some sort of purpose. And I'm feeling like I'm doing something that speaks to my soul. Yeah. So, and I just, I'm just figuring out the mechanics of it. And as time went on, more people came on board. Things became more serious. We needed to now make money. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of growing, a lot of, yeah, a lot of growing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I had a baby last year. So now coming back to Yokoko was also another new change because it wasn't, things weren't the same, mm -hmm. you know. And now I guess the pressure to make it work was even higher because now I've yeah. got somebody who's depending on me. And after COVID as well, 
we lost the whole team back there now i had to get a new team so there's just been a lot of growth a lot of changes and the stakes keep getting higher and higher yeah. <laughs> so, i can imagine <laughs> yeah so i guess now we are on your coco 2.0 yeah. yeah which is also i guess me 2.0 because mm-hmm. now i'm a mom and my wife all of these new things the 23 year old me who started this is not me now yeah. so yeah. things can't stay the same but then we the core things have to stay the same so yeah, this journey I can just say has just been a lot of growth, ups and downs. Ups and downs, and, yeah. Oh my goodness! So just to rewind it a bit, mm. how did you identify there is one of those things that were like making you feel down spiritually or physically? So how were you able to to know that this is something I had to remove? So I actually went to a kinesiologist. Mm. Um, so she's I can say an energy healer. So she works with chakras. You'll see even in our offering, we do incorporate a bit of that because it's a huge part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about how the food that we consume from animals, it means that you're also taking on some of the emotions of of the animals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so those type of things do um, impact how our bodies react. Mm -hmm. Things like hormones, all of those things, they, they really do play into how we feel. So, I mean, I was vegetarian at the time, so I was already not eating meat. And then I was just like, okay, maybe there's something in the dairy as well. And I mean, even spiritually, I know dairy can be seen as something that causes inflammation. It can cause cloudiness and you not being able to get your dreams clearly. You not being able to to just be fog free. So, yeah, that, that element is yeah it's a big thing even in a lot of other spiritual practices people mm. do remove dairy i think just for that clarity aspect as well mm. yeah interesting that's mm. very interesting your coco why the name <laughs> <laughs> so your coco i already knew that i wanted to be to to make it a coconut base okay. and i mean i thought i would go the yogurt route mm. I don't know why I thought yogurt would be easier to make because I didn't know how to make ice cream either. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> and But also the other element of yo is yoga because yoga just means union mm-hmm. as well. So I wanted to incorporate that, that aspect to the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just writing down different names of incorporating like those two elements and your cocoa just sounded better mm-hmm. than oh, all the wow. other ones. Yeah. So okay. I was like, okay, this... This portmanteau makes sense mm. into what I want. Yeah, that's how it came to be. I'm I'm very keen or interested in how business people start their journey. Mm. I mean, yours it was a matter of finding yourself spiritually. Yeah. And like you said, it was a love language between your mother and grandmother. Yeah. How were you able to take that love language and being able to man- monetize it? Mm. So. When you started, yes, you st- I'm sure you started in your kitchen. Yeah. Like most businesses yeah. do. <laughs> you yeah. started in your kitchen, you had these ingredients. So how did you take that idea and were able to make it into a profitable thing? You know, at first, to be honest, I didn't think of it as a business. Hmm. Like, because, I mean, I grew up seeing my parents try different businesses. Okay. And, yeah, my parents are serial entrepreneurs. Hmm. And... 
things weren't working out sometimes i saw a lot of the ups and downs mm. and i told myself ah nah, i'm never having a business like no way this <laughs> this seems too hectic yeah. and i also just never thought of myself as a business person because i always thought i want to do my own thing i don't want to tell people what to do i don't want to be told what to do mm. but i never associated those qualities with entrepreneurship <laughs> wow, okay. so, so I had to trick myself into getting into a business because yeah. as I say I started off as it's a passion thing but then I mean we somehow making money mm -hmm. and that wasn't at the forefront but then as the business grew I had to realize that hey this is a business mm -hmm. we are here to make money mm -hmm. so that mindset change came yeah. while yeah it came after I started yeah. yeah, it was. I didn't start for the money, but oh. then I was like, okay, how do we make money now? Yeah. Because we need to pay people, we need to make, we need to be sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So those, that mindset came after I started. Yeah. And then, okay, so you talked about when you started, um, you, obviously you started your business, COVID happened. And yeah. Unfortunately, you had to let go of certain people. I mean, yeah. your team. So how big was your team then? And how big as your team now and what are the different things you're incorporating to make sure that you know there's a bit of longevity for them as well yeah, yeah. so before it was a team of four people and now we actually find enough back to that four mm -hmm. but we also working with people that are not in the company so we using a lot of service providers as well mm. so because at first i thought everybody has to be in-house okay. but that's not that's not true mm. <laughs> you can just outsource. use yeah you can outsource use mm. other people's services and i think it helps in a way because they've got their own business as well mm. so yeah, it's not my responsibility is to make sure that they come and get the thing and then they have to, it's their business model to actually deliver or whatnot. Oh, wow. So I don't have to to take care of that. Okay. And now we're also using a whole lot of part-time people as well. So yeah, because I think the mindset change that had to happen is you don't have to own everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know okay. and so also being able to use service providers means that you can also change the service providers mm -hmm. quite often if you need to mm -hmm. instead of now having to hire new people it's a whole yeah. new process all of that mm. um yeah so those are the different things that i'm doing now because yeah yeah i think that's the different the major difference is i don't have to own everything yeah. or have everything in-house so are you planning to maybe franchise your So what's the difference between using service providers and then maybe trying to open a franchise? Mm, I'm actually still researching into the franchise model mm. because I don't feel confident enough now to hand my business over to somebody else. Mm. Because as I said, now we're going through another transition of Yokoko. Mm -hmm. And I think once I'm fully, fully, fully confident in, in everything, all our systems yeah. and all of that, then I'll be able to think of a franchise. Because there are people always asking us to, you know, for a franchise model or whatnot. But I'm like, you know what, that's just maybe in the next five years, three mm -hmm. to five years. But that's not our, our major focus right now. I just yeah. want to get everything right first yeah because mm -hmm. i think adding people into the mix when i'm also still figuring out other elements of the business is just not going to work out really that makes sense yeah it makes so, sense. so how how are you expanding your, your your brand or how are you 
making it reach other people in addition to service providers. So a person who's heard of your your your, your ice cream for the first time through mm-hmm. the show, like where can they find? So right now they can find us at Jackson's, which is in Bryanston and Kailami. Mm-hmm. They can find us at the Pantry, which is in Rosebank. They can find us at Thrives, which is in Nilovo. Then they can also shop online. Mm-hmm. But then next year we're definitely looking at being in more places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are job based. These are job based. Yeah. And then actually in KZN mm-hmm. there is at home grown in Palito. So mm-hmm. they can get it there as well. Okay. Yeah. And I know that you also go to different markets mm-hmm. as well to promote and to sell your, your products. So how how do you build that relationship or to find out more i mean like recently you were just at another um festival that took place i'm not sure if i'm not i'm allowed to say it but so so the markets that you you go to like how do you build that kind of relationship because i know uh it's important for business people to you know have relationships yeah so how are you able to to do that and to to put yourself out there so i think um because things changed, obviously, mm. after COVID. Before COVID, we used to be in a lot of markets. Mm. And it was just through sometimes just calling the people and finding out, like, what's the, um, what, what's the process of us being in your market? Mm. You know, what type of brands or what type of products do you guys have there or whatnot? Just researching and seeing if it's a fit for you as well. Mm. And, I mean, now where we at... We're only doing specific type of markets because also I think I've just realized that your cocoa is not a product that you you should find in all different types of markets. Mm-hmm. You should find it in certain types of markets. So now we're very selective in where we want to be. And I mean, the the market that we do now at Nyrox, which is it's exactly the target market that we we work with and the one that we actually catering to. Mm-hmm. So they found us, um, which worked out great. And because I think we did something with them in 2019 once. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they found us again. <laughs> <laughs> they did, but it's such a perfect fit, mm-hmm. you know. So we, we now we're focusing on specific type of markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that we also bring value there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of selection and being, you know, um, just on par in terms of your target markets, who are you targeting? So we're targeting lactose intolerant people, mm-hmm. vegans, uh, people who are health conscious, and yeah, those are our three main target markets. Okay. Yeah. And then um, price range. So how deep should their pockets be? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> So what we actually want to do with this new range mm-hmm. is, because usually you pay a premium for a vegan product, mm-hmm. so we want to lower it a bit so that, because I think everybody deserves good ice cream, yeah. you know. So now it used to be 75 rand, now it's going to be 60 rand, okay. and which is on par with like your premium ice creams. So, not even premium ice cream, but your good ice cream, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we're at now. Because I don't want people to, with your cocoa, I want people to know that even if you are lactose intolerant, even if you are vegan or not, you shouldn't be punished yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you sure. can, you should also be able to enjoy ice cream like any other person and at relatively the same price. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we're at now. I mean, if you bring down your prices, 
how how are you able to justify the business model to make profit for you? Obviously, and also like being able to, you know, um, reach out to your target market. So, because we're getting bigger now, mm. we are able to find new suppliers mm. that can provide at a lower cost for more. You know, so because at first the the recipe that we had was for very small batch, you okay. know, and we couldn't, we just didn't have the capacity to make as much as we're making now. Mm-hmm. And now that we're where we're at now, we are able to work around with different suppliers, yeah. different numbers. Yeah, so that's that's the good thing of getting bigger. You mm-hmm. can actually now buy more things, but then the cost isn't as hectic as it was when we were a small batch. Okay. Yeah. How has load shedding affected you? It does it at all? It does. Um, so we actually had to invest in an inverter because otherwise you <laughs> now the only thing that actually affects us is when there's a power outage and we somehow run out of battery or something like that. And mm-hmm. that has happened once or twice this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we've had to work with different people sometimes. Like mm-hmm. can we keep our stuff in their stuff in their storage or whatnot? It's it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Like they especially when we're preparing for this festival. Yeah. The the load shedding was happening maybe three times a day. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking if we didn't have an inverter, we would have been in so much trouble yeah because we had to make so much stock and it you know and on the last day we actually had a power outage wow and this is ice cream guys it melts at the end of the day it's stressful yeah yeah so where do you see yourself now i mean like you said you're a mother you're a wife so how are you able to uh, balance the two? I don't know if that's a fair question to ask women. How are you able to balance <laughs> being a family woman in your business or your career? I don't know if we, we are like, I don't know. <laughs> it is tough. It is tough. And you know, actually, I think the way that I'm able to balance now mm-hmm. is by including my family in what I do. Because there's no way. Yeah. Like last of last week, I think I still had to, you know, things that happen when you're changing and transitioning. Sometimes your the habits that you have from mm. the past you, yeah. they just automatic, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you have to consciously say, okay, now things are different. Mm. Now you have to do things differently. So there was a time when I was away because I was working mm-hmm. and I, I was probably at home like for four hours at a time, yeah. you know, and that's like just to squeeze in a bit of sleep and then I'm out again. And my husband was saying that this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, how are we making this work? Because when I'm home, I'm too tired and then, you know, I'm out again. Yeah. So now we've had to find a way of, okay, how do we work together? Because there's no way. Yeah, like, no way, actually, yeah. It, it's honestly it's almost impossible mm-hmm. like especially for women who don't have jobs or work that they can include their families it's it's honestly impossible mm-hmm. because you can't be at two places at once yeah so it's either you have your family with you there or there's just no balance mm-hmm. like yeah Which honestly, makes it very difficult because now you put in a position where you have to choose exactly you know which is really really unfair exactly but all the best with your business and your family. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Everything. Thank you. I'm inspired by your journey and I, I just wish that it grows. I wish that 
you know, one day when we go for vacations or wherever, <laughs> we come across your Coco or Mali or yes. UK or wherever. Yes. So what's the plan to expand to just beyond Joburg or South Africa? Yeah, we definitely want to go international. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a huge market for us there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we once got a, an opportunity to go to Amsterdam through some program. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, guys, your Coco, <laughs> I can see it. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. And I think it's something that we're definitely going to do. Um, yeah, like we, there's a huge market mm-hmm. for us. So nice. it's just a matter of making that leap, yeah. which we are going to. Awesome. So, yeah. Second last question is, um, how do you define success for yourself over the years? Mm-hmm. How have you been able to define it and do you feel you have achieved it? Mm, I think it, the definition for me has changed quite a bit. Mm. But for me now, it's, am I enjoying what, am I do, what I'm doing? Do I still feel like learning in that space do I still feel do I still have the energy to do what I'm doing yeah even when things aren't going well am I still keen to do it mm-hmm. you know because once you lose the love of something yo it's tough especially so, as an entrepreneur yeah. because sometimes it's not pretty and sometimes you get disappointed I mean my business has broken my heart so many times mm-hmm. but then I'm still like okay let's try again mm-hmm. so that for me is is amazing because as I said, yo, I never lasted anywhere for more than three months. I would mm. just get so antsy to leave. I'd feel, you know, I'd feel claustrophobic and all that. And I haven't felt like that with your Coco. I've wow. felt like, okay, let's go. I mean, now we we've been at this for so long. This is the longest thing I've ever done, <laughs> and yeah. I still have that energy to be like, okay. Let's kick yeah, up again. Yeah, let's try one so more time. I'm so day. grateful for that. Like mm. that's that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I mean you also mentioned earlier in the interview um that you have developed a model where you um incorporate your customers in terms of creating flavors. Yes. Take us through that. So what must happen? I call you and I'm like, okay, I want an ice cream. So tell us how you, you, you do that for your customers. So I guess let's say maybe you have a wedding or mm. you have a birthday mm. or anything like that. So you'll tell me, okay, yeah, I've got a birthday and I need this ice cream by X time. Mm-hmm. So I'll obviously need time to get to know what your what your objectives are, what do you like, what do you enjoy, you know, memories, what what is it that we're trying, what feeling are we trying to create with mm. this ice cream? Yeah. And then and also find out what is it that you what type of ice cream do you usually like? Mm. You know, because there's a reason that you like that. So from there I'm able then to put something together for you mm-hmm. that speaks to what we've spoken about mm-hmm. and then we'll have a tasting and then if you like it or if there's something that you want me to tweak, yeah. then we'll do that and then from there on, yeah, we've wow. got your ice cream. I really like that model. Yeah. And then the last question <laughs> <laughs> The last question is and I ask this to almost everyone that I interview, mm. how do you know that this is a challenge mm-hmm. and keep going versus I, I must just let this go. <laughs> I must, this is not working. So how do you know no. the difference? And then in addition to that question is, what is your advice, especially to young people considering 
how difficult it is. In Miss Sevens are equal, you know, um, unemployment is ripe. You try now to open a business, I feel as well. So, like, what is your message to young people pertaining to finding their purpose and monetizing it? Yeah. And yeah, so I hope you're able to grasp <laughs> the question. I know it's quite long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think let me start with the last one. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, from my experience, what I can say is. If you follow your curiosity, mm. follow... I mean, I know it's it's easy for me to say that, ne? but then the thing that will bring you joy or help you to serve mm. is always there. You know, there's this thing that you're always interested in. Mm. You know, there's this, thing, there's this thing that you always find yourself researching or yeah. thinking about or something that you naturally gravitate towards there's usually something there for you Mm -hmm. and i know that that process can sometimes be a lengthy one and it needs you to still yourself Mm -hmm. you know quieting yourself to actually find that and that may not be something that a lot of people have an opportunity to do but if you want to to find what that thing is unfortunately you have to put in that that time Mm -hmm. to discover and learn about yourself like because I believe that we all come here already with what we need to to use to serve other people, mm-hmm. which is our gift to the world, which mm-hmm. actually gifts us back as well. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, other people just won't find <laughs> that because the world that we live in is not pro that, and you have to kind of go against the grain for you to actually tap into that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to do that. Um, and but the main thing is serving. Yeah. You'll never go wrong if you're serving. Like, honestly, mm. if every time also when I'm in a bit of a a dark time, I see that, hmm, I stopped serving. Okay. I started thinking about me. How, what's, what am I benefiting here? Mm. And I changed from a mindset of how do I serve first? Mm. And then, yeah. So, I mean, because, yeah, creating and serving, those two things will always fulfill your soul. Because your talent is not for you. Yeah. And it helps you because then you move forward. It's easy. It's Mm -hmm. it's so much easier when, you know. And, um, yeah, I think think that. And, two, how do you know? (laughs) 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 You know, I think it's, it's hard because... As I say, with your Coco, I know that I'm following my bliss. And my bliss is not always blissful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but I know, like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like I'm I'm forcing things. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I'm, like, you know, yeah. some, some things just feel uphill. Sometimes I don't ever feel like not work, like waking up and doing it. So I guess maybe for me that's an indication that I'm in the right space. I mean, other places that I've been in, it was just like, yo, 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 oh, I have I'm to, there. yo, I have to defrost myself. <laughs> <laughs> An hour, even when I mean, I work ridiculous hours at your Google, but I don't feel like, yo, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I think there's something in there. If it doesn't feel so effortless, doesn't mean it's easy. So, but it doesn't feel like I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Even when it's tough, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Like, I have to mm-hmm. do it. Like, I have to think of. So, I guess maybe there's something there. Like, that's how you know. If it's just not working and it feels hard, 
I don't know how to say it properly, but there's some things just that just don't feel like you are flowing. It feels like you're going uphill. Yeah. I, uh, then you must don't. Ah, there's something off there. Yeah, yeah. like nice direction maybe. Yeah, it just it mustn't feel it mustn't feel uphill. Mm. It can be challenging. Yes. Growth is challenging, mm. but it mustn't feel like it's uphill. Okay. Because I think when you feel like this thing dude like it's mm. not working like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's that's how you know whether you're in the right place or not yeah. i mean even with people when you meet someone and there's just something off yeah there is something off mm. yeah you must so, always listen to your intuition yeah so much there you have it everyone thank you so much i am so excited to finally meet you i'm also excited to finally meet you i i i, I love Yo, I love your journey. I follow it and Thank I wish you. you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. How can people find you? So what are your social media handles? So for Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, it's the underscore your Coco, which is Y-O-C-O-C-O. <laughs> and on Facebook, it's your Coco Dairy Free Ice Cream. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. Oh, and TikTok, the your Coco. This is where you can find Usinen Lela, the founder of a vegan free ice cream called Yokoko. Thank you so much for always tuning into the On the Minted Couch and thank you very much for your support. Until next time, this is Gadi. God bless.